Today, we welcome Katie Lee to our program. Katie is a first grade teacher at University School, the lower school language arts department chair, a mother of two young boys, and an expert ukulele player. Really? Yes, but today, talk about fostering a love for reading in your children and what you can do at home to enhance those reading skills. Hey, Mike, I was reading the other day about this topic, and I read that babies are born with over 2 billion active brain cells. And if you can stimulate those cells early, it can lead to lifelong learn of learning. The easiest way to do this, reading. The quarantine is really getting to you. But this is exactly why we picked our guest for today. So let's get Katie on the line now. Um, we thought we would start by just asking you a little bit about yourself. If you can uh, talk about your experience, what you like to do. Have you always wanted to be a teacher? Um, and then maybe a little bit about your current class of first graders at USM as well. Sounds good. Well, I am Katie Lee. I am currently a first grade teacher at USM. I'm also the language arts department chair for the lower school. This is my eighth year teaching elementary school and my fourth year teaching here at USM. Actually, what brought me to USM four years ago is a job posting that my brother, a current upper school teacher at USM sent me. I really wasn't looking to make a change um, and leave my school, but something in me told me to give it a try because I know that I can just learn so much and through change and I was ready for an adventure. So I just remember once I pulled up in my interview, I was just drawn to the beautiful landscape, the gorgeous brick buildings and the overall feel of the school. I immediately knew it was gonna be the place for me. The vibe of USM was just really good. I could tell right away that the teachers, the administrators cared a lot about their students. And I felt like if it worked out, it would be the perfect fit for me as an educator. So that was about four years ago. But before I was a teacher, I actually had another career in the creative field. And when I started learning to teach, it never felt like work because I was so interested in what I was learning. I have an interior design degree from the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Then I went back and received my teaching certificate through Cardinal Stretch University when my first son was two and ended up going back for my master's when my second son was born. So looking back at that time, I just can't believe I chose to be that busy. Uh, my current first grade class is made up of the sweetest group of six and seven-year-olds around. In our class, we have nine boys and seven girls. And the kids are so special. They love to learn. They always demonstrate a positive attitude in all the areas of our school. And they're kind and caring to their peers. So it's just been a really great year together. We do a lot of learning, but we have fun in the process. Um, Katie, have you um, had any special highlights from this year so far? Well, our first grade curriculum is so special and so unique where we travel around um, the globe and we learn about a lot of interesting places. But the first unit that we all do together is called our teddy bear unit. And we focus on friendships and what it means to be a good friend, how to be kind and caring. And we learn a lot about one another, which helps build our classroom community. I always say that the more you get to know someone, the harder it is to be mean to, to them and we focus a lot on building that classroom community through our teddy bear unit. So each kid at the beginning of the year gets their own special teddy bear. They get to name the teddy bear. They get to dress the teddy bear. We read books about teddy bears. We also read nonfiction books about real bears. And that at the end of that unit, we come together and we have a teddy bear picnic with all the first graders in one spot. It's really cute. Cool. I, I like that quote, though. The more you get to know someone, the harder it is to be mean to them. That's something we can all 
um, uh, take a lesson from. So yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so so speaking of some of those fiction and nonfiction reading with the bears that you do, and and um, before we kind of dive in with you wearing your teacher hat, I, I want to know personally: Have you always been a big reader? Um, have you always considered yourself an avid reader or did it click later on like it does for some people or or how did you really sort of enhance your own love of reading sure that's a great question and it's so interesting to think back about even why I love reading so much and how I learned how to read I honestly wish I remembered more details from my school days but what I do remember is my first grade teacher who ended up moving up to third grade so I ended up having her again She made learning so exciting. If we were learning about one topic, she completely transformed our whole classroom. So we were learning everything that we possibly could. I loved her. I loved everything about her classroom, and it made me love going to school. I remember being an early reader as a kid. I often would repeat rhymes and sing songs, and I'm sure my mom would have a few recordings to prove that. But as an adult, I mean, I still love to read. I'm in a book club with six friends We meet uh, every six to eight weeks, and we've created this friendship around the love of reading. It's very special. We have so much fun together. Whoever is the host for the book club picks the book we read next, and we have a variety of tastes, so we end up reading all sorts of books. There's even a couple celebrity book clubs we follow for ideas, but one of the book clubs, the Reese Witherspoon book club, is called Hello Sunshine. So if you also like reading, I highly recommend you check it out. Um, Katie, what were some of your uh, favorite books growing up? I'm always curious as to what people read when they, or the earliest book you remember really enjoying. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's fun to think about. Um, I mean, a lot of the rhyming books, anything that, that teaches rhyming, I remember having a big bookshelf in my room and a lot of those little golden books were were really cute. I know that my mom gave me one when I had kids that I used to love when I was little. It was called Home for a Bunny. And um, I had my son just read that the other night. That was one of my favorites. Cool. Sly, what's your favorite uh, book when you were, growing <laughs> up, that, you were um, reading? Um, I like um, The Places You um, you Will Go by Dr. Seuss. I, I was kind of a big Dr. Seuss nerd um, <laughs> for a long time. And then... Uh, kind of moved into some other stuff, but yeah, Dr. Seuss was my was my damn. <laughs> that's that's great. I I remember um, the book Holes by I think Lewis. Oh yeah, Thatcher. Yeah, which turned into then the the Shia LaBeouf movie. But I remember before the movie came out that that was one of the more unique stories, and I I would also recommend that one as well. But um, enough about us. So. <laughs> First grade is, you know, it's it's pretty well known uh, amongst parents and kids that that's kind of the grade for reading. And that's when all of those skills are enhanced and sharpened. And that's the age that reading really takes off. So what does that look like in your first grade classroom? So if you could walk us through um, sort of like a daily literacy lesson that you guys get to do. Yeah, you bet. I mean, in first grade, reading is such a important part of the year. It's kind of the first year that the kids are wearing uniforms and we're focusing on literacy. So our entire morning is devoted to literacy in all the first grade classrooms. It's part of our routine and reading is a really nice way to start out the day. It's calm. We kind of get in our groove. We start our day with a morning meeting and we usually play some sort of community building game, but I often try to incorporate 
um, some reading strategy or rhyming or part of speech during that game. So the kids just think it's fun, but I'm kind of slipping that in there too. Then we always come together for a whole group read aloud. And I pick books to read to the kids that teach some curriculum content, either from science or social studies. So whatever we're learning about science, I might pick a read aloud about that topic. Um, for social studies in first grade, we travel around the globe. And so I love picking books based on that culture or even teaching some sort of geography. Sometimes I might even pick a book just to teach a specific reading strategy. So after we do that whole group lesson, which is short and sweet, I don't make the kids sit too long because they get a little, they need to move after, you know, six to 10 minutes or so, but we always move on to independent reading time, which we call read to self. And so the kids spread out around the room, they find a comfy, cozy spot, and we read from their classroom book bins. And so they get these books in my classroom library. They pick books every Monday morning based on their current reading level or books that they're just interested in. And when the kids are reading quietly by themselves, I call small groups back to my back table and I teach something called guided reading. And these guided reading lessons consist of about four to five kids that read the same book at their own reading levels. And so the levels come from both formal and informal assessments that I give during one-on-one -on -one kind of conferring time. And at the end of reading time, we always like to come together and share about what we've read or what we learned. Maybe it's even a funny part in a story that we had. Other parts of our literacy lessons during um, that time include partner reading. We call that read to someone. We might be doing some word work activities based on a spelling pattern we're learning. We love listen to reading because I know that always um, promotes fluent reading. When we hear fluent reading out loud, it helps us learn how to emphasize certain words, read, read punctuation, change our voices to match characters. And every other week in first grade, we have reading volunteers and we invite parents, grandparents, and other family members into our classroom and they get to listen to the kids read. It's really cute. Well, going back to the guided reading lessons, um, that seems like a cool concept for a class. Um, what have been some of the benefits you've seen in your students um, from these guided reading um, uh, groups? Sure. Well, I mean, it's not one-on-one -on -one attention, but it's it's small group. And so that's really important that it's, you know, one teacher to just a small group of kids. And, and during that time, it's just so great because you see the kids blossom. They're They're reading a book that is at their perfect level. We call that an independent level or an instructional level. And we hope that it's a book that they get excited about. They have some confidence because they can read a lot of words. And then the things that might be a little tricky, the teacher really scaffolds the lesson and helps them understand and really apply those ideas right then and there. Um, as a teacher, I'm able to hear kids read one-on-one. -on -one. We do a lot of whisper reading during that. We do a lot of talking about our books, which is kind of like a mini book club for the kids. And guided reading is really great, too, because we have a great resource at USM. I often will show the kids a couple different books that they can pick from, and hopefully they all agree on a book that sparks their interest. Excellent. So so taking your, your teacher hat off for a second and putting your mom hat yeah. on, you're, you're a mom of two young boys. So what what do you sort of do to incorporate reading in your household with your boys. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if I've ever taught your kids before, if you know a lot about me, I guarantee you know a lot about my two boys and my family life because it's a big part of who I am and fills up pretty much all my time outside of the school day. Um, but I like sharing about them because it's helpful. I'm a parent just like the parents in our school. So 
a couple of things we do is um, we read to our boys every night during bedtime. Lately with my third grader, we're, we're reading a chapter book. The book we are reading right now is Wonder. So if you haven't read that yet, please pick it up. It's by far one of the best stories out there. Um, after I read to him, he usually stays up and reads some of his own books, which are always about sports and most specifically baseball. But I mean, I've never minded what he reads. As long as he's reading, I'm happy. As far as my JKR, we usually read three to four books a night. He always wants more. Um, a lot of our books are ones we've read over and over. And lately, he likes to read them to me. And he retells those stories through memory. It's, it's adorable. We've got two big bookshelves near the boys' bedrooms. And we've got lots of books to choose from. When would you say is the appropriate time, Katie, to, you know, putting back on your teacher's hat, like to start reading chapter books um, with your um, child? Well, I mean, you can find a really good developmentally appropriate book, a chapter book at really any grade that you can read out loud. Um, you know, there's some books that I read to both of my kids at the same time, but it's usually kind of towards the end of first grade into second grade that there's a lot of early reading chapter books that are just perfect for kids. Um, you know, it might have chapters just like it, but it still has pictures um, you know, it's really finding a chapter book that's developmentally appropriate for the age of your child. That's a little tricky, but we've got so many resources that we always share with our parents about that. Excellent. Cool. So, so it sounds like your boys are, are fine with, with your routines and expectations. But, you know, when I was a teacher, one of the biggest things I would hear during conference time, because we do have, you know, 20 to 30 minutes of reading for homework is parents saying it was a battle, like pulling teeth, uh, a parent told me. So what would you recommend or what, would, what advice would you give to parents in similar situations where it's expected that their son or daughter read every night? And um, it's almost like when you ask your kid if they brush their teeth and they lie about <laughs> it and, and then it turns into a battle. Um, what would you what advice would you give? to parents in, in those situations. Yeah, you bet. I mean, my boys are pretty good, but we've definitely had those moments, especially like, you know, if your child is saying that they don't like reading, if it's a struggle, you know, maybe they're struggling in learning to read. And chances are, if they're struggling, they're working extra hard at school to improve. And you can guarantee that teachers is trying everything they can to get them to get them reading. But man, as a kid, that could be exhausting. They're probably coming home really tired. They're feeling drained from the day. So at night, I'm sure it is a battle. I guess I would just recommend reading to them and making that time, keeping it really special and sweet. I mean, that's the perfect time to cuddle with your child, read to them, and just talk about what you're reading. Ask them questions about what they like in the story or have them make a prediction on what they think might happen next. I mean, usually finding a book that excites them. Maybe it's a book that makes them laugh or a book that matched their interest. I mean, humorous books and baseball books are always a big hit at our house. But, you know, I think it's just important to keep it fun, keep it light and make sure they just feel very comfortable. And it sounds like giving them that ownership in some parts of it also helps just to connect them and bind them to that activity. Yeah, you bet. So uh, the, the last kind of point here, Katie, while we have you is um, given the the unique and and uncertain situation we're in right now with physical distancing, because we don't like to call it social distancing, we need to be more social than ever. But what would you recommend families that are quarantined in home away from school um, to sort of keep this this reading 
at the forefront. So what, what could they do, especially in households where parents are working at home as well in certain cases, and everyone's just trying to sort of keep their head above water? What are some fun and easy tips you would give parents so that they don't sort of get, you know, when I was in the classroom, we called it the summer rust when they would come back in September and unable to write even. And what, what would you give during these weeks or months that they can keep that reading love going on? Yeah, that's such an important topic because it's an interesting and confusing time for all of us right now. But if I can give any advice, I would say just to keep up with your reading. Um, try to incorporate in other ways, though, too. For example, if you can make reading fun, you can bring books outside. Your kids could build a fort. They could even read to a favorite stuffed animal or a pet. Um, I have my boys FaceTime their grandma every night to read to her. I just think how lucky we are for technology right now. There are so many wonderful companies promoting resources that normally cost money that are completely free. Um, some websites I recommend are getepic.com where there's tons of great books um, that you can both look at, look at the beautiful pictures. Um, they can, you can listen to read. They could even just do a read aloud to you. So um, another company is books with a V it's called books. And there's a wonderful parent teacher website called read brightly that not only has really good reading tips, but it also teaches um, some reading skills and there's videos that go along with it where people are reading to kids, but have your kid help out around the house. They might help you write the schedule for the day. Maybe they write the grocery list. They could assist you in the kitchen and read a recipe. They could help you bake. My older son has been really into reading graphic novels and he wrote and illustrated his own comic book a few weeks ago, which was really cute because then the younger one wanted to do the same thing. So I mean, at home, keep reading. Read to your child. Ask them to read to you. We know we all have a lot of time, a little extra time maybe at night. Just, you know, if they're apprehensive, maybe you offer to read a page and have them read a page. Talk about what you read. If it's a fiction story, talk about the characters. Ask them their favorite part. Talk about the setting. Ask them maybe like, huh, if the setting was different, how would the story change? But if it's a nonfiction book, just talk about the new things that you're learning. Um, for younger kids, maybe there are, you know, there's a topic that they like to learn about. There's so many interesting resources that you could watch a video about that. My youngest son has been learning about animals from the Cincinnati Home Zoo Safari series. It's live every day. Um, all age kids can learn from watching videos, listening to podcasts, and then drawing down or writing down some ideas about what they learn. So just make connections, talk about your learning, and hopefully that makes it stick a little better. Cool. Excellent. Yeah, thanks for sharing all those great resources. I mean, I know for a lot of folks, um, uh, not knowing when this physical distancing will end, um, knowing technology is the one that's kind of keeping us connected is special. And with all these available resources, I can imagine um, uh, a lot of folks will be taking advantage of those. So thanks for sharing those. Yeah, you bet. And, and hopefully we don't need them for too much longer, <laughs> but it's nice to know that, that we have them in the meantime. But Katie, thank you so much for, for joining us. We really appreciate it. You had some awesome tips, awesome ideas for keeping that love of uh, reading going. And we really appreciate it. Oh, it's been my time. pleasure. Thank you both. Thank you. Yeah. All Thanks, right. Bye. Katie. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to check out any of the resources mentioned in today's podcast, you can find them in the notes for this episode. 
a special shout out to Katie Lee for joining us today. A Curious Mind is brought University School of Milwaukee. If you want to learn more about the USM experience, please visit our website, www.usm2.org. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast to receive updates, resources, interviews, and more. Can't wait to see you next time. Thank you.